Uh, how did we end up here? Oh, man. I don't know. I mean... Did we... Uh, was our joke really that bad? I don't know. I, I mean, it wasn't our best joke, but I mean, like, to send us to joke jail? That seems a bit harsh. I know. That was, like, as harsh as a... Water. Don't... No more jokes. We can't go to super joke jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so unnerved being in here. Yeah, look at that guy, like, trying to play a joke on his mom. Oh, no, how dare he? And, I mean, the only entertainment we have in here is, like, an old Atari Jaguar. It's garbage. What are we even doing in here? I hate it. Yeah, it's like... Jace... Two. <laughs> No, we can't make shitty jokes anymore. This is the whole point of joke jail. What? I thought that was a good joke. Oh my god, We Zach. don't even know what a good joke is anymore. Do we, do, do we belong here? No! Welcome back to another episode of X-Tree. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games and apparently get lost in joke jail. Yeah, what? Oh my god, this is... All the creepy ambient noises and flashing lights in here are freaking me out. It's very... <laughs> it's it's reminding me of, of, like... Oh my god, it's like being brought to a, a, cl- a club... That you don't like being at. A club. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> like you, every club. Yeah, you're chilling at the club. Yeah, standing in the corner. <laughs> Either that or you've fallen into the stratacombs. Oh, that must be it. I mean, you have like dance zombies everywhere. Yeah. So the club and, and the stratacombs are basically the same thing. I bet, I bet you $100 there is a club called the stratacombs. Oh my god, I bet there's one in every single city. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think they have as many dancing zombies? They probably have a few at least. Alright, well, people probably don't know what we're talking about with the Stratocope, so let's let's talk about it a little bit so people have a little context as to where we are in Joke Jail. Yeah, so So. it's a level in uh, Gunvolt. (laughs) In case you have no idea what we're going on about, yeah, we're talking about Gunvolt. Uh, the level's called Stratacombs, and that's the end of the joke. Congratulations, we've ruined the atmosphere and ambience of all we've been trying to build up for the past three minutes. Oh yeah. I hope you're happy with yourselves, because we were trying to make a great little little uh, environment for you to, to play in, and now <laughs> we've just shattered it with a hammer. Don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it existed. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but the underworld has fallen to a two-headed serpent, question mark. Yeah. What does that mean? No. What I does do know... Have, is it a snake with two heads? Like, that was my I'm, first thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be a metaphor, but I like your literal interpretation. Right? What I also like is the mechanic in this stage. The lights? It, 
the colored lights. Yeah. Um, they need to match the laser that you uh, want to remove to proceed. Right. Otherwise, for the most part, this entire stage is in the dark. Yeah. Classic uh, little thing. <laughs> it's very reminiscent of the uh, one section. Again, I'm, I mean, everything leads back to Mega Man X. So uh, it reminds course. me of that one section in Spark Mandrel stage where the lights were out. Yeah. Granted. Uh, Reminds me of the same thing, of course. They had a luminescent half moon thing. Right. Still don't know what that is, but, you know, it looked cool. Scariest shit ever. Yeah, it just popped out. No one was like, we're not playing Mega Man X. We're playing Gunvolt. Yeah. They have luminescent enemies here, too. They do. And there are small little uh, light robots. They don't fly across the screen, but you can tag them. And uh, they will become searchlights for about like five seconds. Yeah, which is I don't know. I don't know what kind of battery they're on, but somebody should replace it because it only holds charge for about five seconds. <laughs> I feel like somebody's been lax in their cleaning abilities for this undead chasm of of horrors. <laughs> or Gunvolt is just that powerful. It was actually dead, and he gave it life for five seconds. (laughs) But I like the mechanic of having to find the right set of lights to move forward. Usually, it's already in the opportune spot to move on. Right. Um, But sometimes, it's not as obvious. Yeah, it's a little puzzle. Yeah, but thankfully, all important objects and enemies are completely visible in the dark. Yeah. Like 100%. It's not like they're like slightly more visible. Nah, man. It's like you put like a black background and then pasted the objects on top of the black background. Basically. And there's like not many places that you could fall either. No. At least in the beginning. Yeah. So they make it pretty easy. It's a good way to lean yourself or wean yourself in to the stage design. Um, I think it's a great, a great little starting area. Granted, it's more of like a maze. It, they focus initially more on the maze aspect of it than the mm-hmm. enemy types. Right. Um, but you can also use, uh, your flash field to create a little, little, yeah. uh, area that you can see, which is great. It's a great usage of, again, his, uh, repertoire of power. Mm-hmm. First time. Um, very versatile. You, I didn't realize electricity would be so versatile, but there you go. <laughs> who knew? Uh, but also, who knew that there were just literal zombies down here? We're, we were not kidding in our little intro skit. There yeah. are just zombies down here. Actual. Yeah. Uh, we've we've officially jumped the shark in terms of enemies. There used to be just robots and people, and now yeah. we've introduced the fact that zombies are real. I guess, like. Are they robot zombies? I don't know. I have no idea. They are. They they're seem like certain, real zombies. They're certainly creepy. I can tell yeah. you that much. And you can't <laughs> you can't tag them that easily because they crawl on all fours. So you have yeah. to be very precise with your aiming. Either that, or you just you kill them with one of your special moves, which is a huge waste considering you can <laughs> only use them three times. Yes. Um, but one of the fun mechanics of the zombies is that they could cover the screen in zombie barf. Yeah, 
Or blood. <laughs> I don't know. It's purple, so maybe it's blood? Yeah. Maybe it's, it's a like, combination of blood barf. Yeah, probably. Just like the, I think they call it zombie juices. Yeah, I think they call it blarf. Blarf, yeah. Yeah, I've it's like the same... Before. It's like the sound you make when it happens. <laughs> Blarf. <laughs> Thank you for recreating it. Oh, you're welcome. Paul, can you give us like a quick soundbite of what Blarf is like? Uh-uh. That was not no. Blarf. Nope. Mm. That, uh, that, mm. I don't know what that was. Definitely wasn't Blarf. Maybe you need to go see a doctor about that, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That was surprisingly accurate. Yeah. I, I just actually blarfed there. Oh, God. Hold on. We're going to take a break so Joey can clean himself. Oh, God. It's everywhere. Why does it keep coming up? Oh, God. Brains. Each week on The Extra, your favorite lovable character, Joey, is mentally and physically abused. Now, I'm not pointing fingers, but it's probably Zen. But he's also abused by you, the listener. You should all be ashamed. Because each week, Zach forcibly shaves Joey's luscious mane of hair and sells it on Craigslist at unbelievably low prices. You think Joey wants his head to be shaved? No. But we have to. Because the demand is so high. So send in one dollar to get your lock of Joey's hair. Use it in a pillow, clean your shower, or you can sip some in your favorite summer rosé. So send in one dollar to PayPal Extreme. That's again, PayPal Extreme. Okay, one last thing I wanted to talk about before we moved on mm. from Blurf. <laughs> After we f- we finished cleaning Joey up, he's fine yeah, now. Thanks, Zach. Um, no problem. But the Blarf, I think the coolest part about it in this is that it doesn't just affect the in-game. It affects you as the player. Mm-hmm. So it, it uh, precludes you from being able to see as well as you could. So it's not really a uh, an in-game obstacle. Right. It's more of a fourth wall-breaking yeah. obstacle. Granted, it doesn't block the screen as much as those text boxes do. <laughs> as those what boxes? Text boxes. Oh, that's, yeah. You know what? Maybe relative to the text boxes, this is tame. <laughs> so I guess maybe the real, real obstacle here is the game itself. Yeah. Just the dialogue. It's part of the challenge. It is. Oh, but there is a progression of the conveyance that we've talked about before with the mm-hmm. lights. So, nor you just start off with having to hit one switch at a time to progress through certain areas. Uh, but then you you notice that there are multiple switches sometimes where you have to flip them at the same time. Otherwise, you can't yeah. move in or you can't move past the uh, the areas because you have to create a certain color palette that hits both. Of the lights to move forward. Yeah. But you need to be careful because you have to hit them at the exact same time. And if you don't, you know, one will go on, the other will go off, so on and so forth. It's almost like it's kind of prepping you for something that's going to be happening later. Yeah, it's like some sort of 
foreshadowing, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we we turned into tractor trailers for a minute. <laughs> we're all we're all better. I'm better now. <laughs> uh, random as fuck. Love it. <laughs> that wasn't the exact quote, but it's uh, no. Is uh, I got, but I got better. <laughs> I've got better. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I got know. better. Didn't you turn you into a, into a frog? Yeah. I got better. <laughs> what is that from? It's <laughs> Monty Python. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like the life of Brian yeah, or something yeah, yeah. or something like that. Um, I think not. Either way. Moving on. Um, I do really like the conveyance of the, or the progression of the conveyance here because initially they started off again with the one, then becomes two, then becomes yeah. three. But even more so than that. Uh, it starts off by making it more difficult to traverse the terrain because there are more pits that you can fall into yeah. while it's still dark. You gotta be careful. Exactly. So it makes good on the progression of the darkness and you needing to be careful as opposed to just running through like yeah. an idiot, which I, I tend to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, but I think that kind of covers most of the stage. Yeah. Was there anything huge that we that we missed? No, I think that was it. Fair so enough. We, okay, yeah. and then we get a random girl. Yeah, yeah she's just there. She was in yeah. in in bed in bed robes and uh, little slippers, yeah, looking scared, looking looking meek and yeah. scared. Oh, but you know that she's the boss, of course, right? Like, how could she not be? Uh, obviously, just random other humanoid in here has got to be the boss. Yeah. Uh, so she has a psychotic break, yeah, naturally. and becomes two yeah. people. <laughs> it's yep, it, it's as a you do for bipolar disorder. Exactly, this game is so deep. It's a it's a great metaphor for bipolar disorder in the real world. I know a lot of I know some people with bipolar. They actually become two physical human beings that are different. <laughs> I'm very concerned when yeah, that happens. That might actually be, uh, like you, Zach. Because <laughs> what? Because I've never seen that. I don't know what you're talking I've about. Never seen that before. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't let him know our secret. What are you talking about? What do you? I don't know what. What? Who was that? Get that get that guy out of here. Pay no attention to that man who was just in there. It's okay, Zach. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. Because she is Elise, and her power is just to become two adepts. Yeah. One one with a timid personality and one with a strong right. personality. But like um, I, neither of them had anything like special. About them. Just the fact that there are two of them, I mm. guess. Pretty much. the uh, they Their power, I guess, is to bring back the dead. Which is a pretty good power. Um, especially when uh, you're fighting two of them at the same time. Right. So remember how we were talking about hitting the switches at the same mm. time? Yeah. To progress? Yeah, you gotta hit both of these, these uh, ladies at the same time to right. progress. Or else it's... Uh... Um, because... It, Nothing happens. They just resurrect. That's the thing. They resurrect, so if you take down one, the other will resurrect 
the other, and you'll just never finish yeah. the fight. I thought that was cool. And eventually they'll wear. Yeah, it's a really great idea because there's not a lot of. Uh, they, it doesn't have any. She doesn't have any bombastic, boisterous right. attacks. Like they're all pretty simple. She'll just, just more um, defensive, defensive, uh, boss. Yeah, like she'll throw throw the kunai and snakes, <laughs> um, and then move from pole to pole. I mean, hold on, let me back up for a second. Come on, Japan, you have like one or two like female adepts, and you make one of them a pole dancer. <laughs> Come on. Both of them. Come on. I think oh, no, this one is. Actually, that's two. <laughs> Technically, it's two. Yeah. But my God, Japan, get it together. Yeah, come on. Get anyway, times. it's insert year. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fight itself is not too difficult. Uh, the fi- The hard part comes in managing the health bars of the bosses right. so that you can take them down at the same time. Yeah. So you need to kind of like focus on either them at the same time by, you know, having like one and one so that you can apply the same amount of electricity to both. Or if you're going to focus on one, like hit it till it's close to, d- to dying and then bring the other one right. down. And then, you know, it- it's up to you. There's a lot of different strategies that you could take to fight this boss, uh, which is good. It's a good break. From the style of boss fight that you've had yeah. up until now. Uh, yeah. It's very unique. Most of them have just been like... Exactly. Most of them have just been like, alright, wail on the boss until right. it dies. This one actually makes you think. You gotta think. You gotta organize yourself. Exactly. You gotta collect yourself Get it a together. lot. <laughs> I think it's my might be one of my favorite boss fights. It's not a... Again, it's not a boisterous and bombastic one like the others, but the fact that it actually makes you think and she doesn't do ram- fucking ramming attacks. And like, it, it's just, I've never seen a boss fight like that before, I don't think. Yeah. It's a good one. I gotta say, definitely one of my, one of my, one of my top three boss fights yeah, so far. Notable, for sure. Absolutely. Um,. And that's all I think there is for the Stratacombs, but we should probably talk a little bit about uh, the Internet Backstory! Internet Backstory! Oh, yeah. The Internet Backstory for Elise, the Eternal Envy, or known as Japan as the Unlimited Envy. I wonder which sin she represents. Oh, by the way, they all represent sins if we haven't gotten that, if we haven't understood that yet. <laughs> I think we've had like pride, sloth, wrath, um, envy. I don't remember the rest of the sins. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably going to be one for like lust later. Either way. Let's talk about the description. Elise is an adept currently being held prisoner by the Sumeragi group. Uh, her power, known as Rebirth, gives the ability to manipulate uh, souls of the dead and return life to those who lost it. Sumeragi failed to bring her immense septimal power under control, uh, in, which in one incident triggered a rampage that decimated the research facility where she was being held. This was caused by implanting her brain with a more aggressive persona to replace her original weak-willed self, 
which resulted in a split personality that can manifest itself in the real world. Unlike the Lumen, which is only a virtual avatar. The Glaive, which holds her susceptible power, is known as the Living Blade. Um, yeah, so you have a submissive and a dominant altar. Um, let's see. I There's a lot to talk about here, but it's pretty straightforward. I want to talk about what the designer said. Okay, here we go. Elise is a character whose personality has been slit into several others, but the general image was thought of using a weak-willed main one as the basis. Her long hair that coils inward is meant to express her withdrawn personality and her being shut inside her shell. Her post-transformation form uses a jealous snake as a motif and incorporates the images of ninjas and assassins hiding weapons behind their long sleeves. The eye patterns common to snakes' bodies is also a main point. Uh, her skill, special skill being resurrections probably because, what do you mean probably? You're the designer. <laughs> it's probably because it incorporates the, the symbol of medicine's design. The, I'm going to mispronounce this, the Asclep, Asclepius rod, uh, one that also uses snakes. So I assume what they're talking about is the symbol that a lot of medical, uh, sorry, a lot of hospitals have with the rod and the twin snakes that curl around the rod. Uh, do you know, what, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Nah. You should look it up. It's, I feel like a lot of hospitals and research facilities have it. Uh, when I began designing her, I originally intended for her to be a gross character, but her voice actor's acting was cuter than expected, so I ended up portraying her as such. Oh, somebody had a crush. <laughs> hey, you gotta go with what flows. There you go. Speaking of unlimited envy, um, uh, there is also, so there's a dominant and a submissive alter ego. Uh, but there is also a third alter ego. Hmm. Um, I believe we may encounter her later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. But I think that's all we got for her. So we'll call that an internet backstory. Internet backstory. Cool, cool, cool. Hell yeah. And I think it's about time we, uh, so... Now that we've recapped what kind of feels like here in joke jail, I think we gotta try and break. I think we gotta try and break out of here. Hey, on three, let's tell. Right, don't let tell a good joke. Ready? Is that how that works? I don't know. Does the door just open if you tell a good joke? Probably. Okay, well hold on. We should probably take a second to collect ourselves so we don't fuck no, this up. No, we just up. gotta do it, Zach. We gotta. Why did what? the chicken cross the road? I don't know why. See the store. Fuck. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. I think the door opened out of pity. (laughs) (laughs) Quick. We just gotta go through. Just go through before it changes the proudest moment of my life. Okay. We're gonna take a quick break so we can sneak out of here. All right. Zach Winner. You might know him as the lovable Canadian comedian that digs deep on your favorite video games. But now since he's running for mayor of Toronto, it's time to get to know the real Zach Winner. 
Zach would like you to think that he was born a true 100% grass-fed Canadian, but did you know that he was actually born in Maryland? <laughs> so what is it, Zach? Maryland crab soup or a Toronto blumpkin? After discovering this shocking revelation, we decided to dig deeper and found that he has an unsavory obsession with Denny's cheese blintzes. So much so that we uncovered shocking audio of him soliciting a cheese blitz from a young German man in a Denny's restroom. Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, man, you, uh, you on the other side of there? You, you got, you got a, a cheese blintz, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, ich habe. Yeah, can you, can you just, uh, can you just slip it through that hole in the stall? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man, that's a good cheese blitz. Oh, the cheese is dripping my beard. Mm. Oh, yeah. Keep it down in there. Denny's is a family establishment. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Oh wow, we're out! Yeah, we did it. <laughs> oh my, what a what a crazy adventure we went on to escape yeah. the joke jail. Yeah, I'm so proud of us. <laughs> that definitely required effort, and we didn't just cheat our way out. No, for sure not. And our editor definitely yeah. didn't help us break out of joke jail. Yeah, Paul, you. Just, why didn't you help us? So so <laughs> nice on, of you to sit you, there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Right. We got to move on to the next stage. Farm lab. I think um, let's 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 look off into the distance and go off into the farm lab, which uh, is very ominous because I don't know this 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 the boss is like eating plants to live. So what is yeah. he a vegan? I don't know. <laughs> he also looks like a zombie, to be honest. I mean, I'm looking at the picture portrait right now. Yeah, he definitely looks zombie-ish. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the farm lab. So Stratos is eating the plants, and apparently his nickname is Lord of the Horde. Wow. I just like saying Lord of the Horde. Lord of the Horde. <laughs> Lord of the Horde. Can't get bored of the Lord of the Horde. Can't get bored of the Lord of the Horde. Can't get bored of the Lord. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so... There's uh, some experimental plants that are uh, in this entire garden, which I don't know how they they made them. Yeah, but fair enough. Are they mechanical uh, plants? Maybe. Who knows? But they're definitely attracted to electricity for some reason. Yeah. So maybe they're robotic. Yeah. Um, but the mechanic here is that some of the plants uh, will home in on your position when you're using the flash field, which you would assume. They would put a lot of enemies next to these so that when you fight the enemies, the uh, plant tries to come down and grab you. The only issue with it is that it's like the plant isn't long enough to grab you. Right. It's just so, flaying, but flailing there. It's just, yeah, it's just like <laughs> ineptly flailing close to you, but never really close enough. Yeah. So it's like, eh. Uh, come here! <laughs> I wanna grab you! <laughs> come here! Come here, you! Yeah, I wanna grab you! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. They should have made it just maybe a wee tad bit longer. 
That yeah. way, uh, it would be a little bit more of a challenge and an obstacle yeah. to overcome, than like, as opposed to like a sightseeing tour where you take a picture of it and you're like, right. "Oh, that's pretty. Let me move on." It's like, oh, you can't jump for a second. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. like cool, I guess. Yeah. Um, something also funny that they, again, this is the last days that we're playing through, but again, you can play through them in any way you want. Uh, there's a quick little conveyance here that actually would have been nice to know, uh, for the past, what, seven stages, uh, <laughs> that you can use the flash field to lower these moving spikes to, like, make them inert. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, we didn't quite know that. I mean, it, this is where it was fully conveyed, because you can't get past it unless you figure that out. Mm -hmm. The other ones you can just kind of jump over or around, but this one, it absolutely conveys to you the necessity of being able to do that. Uh -huh. So, again, <laughs> we, well, that's the, pr that's the thing with games like these where they let you play it in any order you want. It's right. hard to kind of convey all of the mechanics you want in a specific order yeah. because you have no idea what order they're going to play it in. Yeah. They make so it for replayability. Kinda, they do. But at the same time, the whole conveyance purpose should be, yeah. um, you know, it's to teach the first time players. Right. So it's just hard, I guess, to have that openness in game design, but at the same time still having good conveyance. Because you can't just assume that people are going to pick the stage that you think they're going to pick. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't just cram every stage with the exact same conveyance because that would just get boring. Yeah, you'd have to just like make an order, but then, then there's no replayability there. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. So that's the thing. Um, either way, the new mechanic in this particular stage is not new because it was in the Viper stage, just a different coat of paint. <laughs> Instead of uh, destructible boxes, it's destructible plants. Yep. So, that yeah, it's literally the same thing. If you shoot near it, it blows up. Like uh, the In the Viper stuff. stage, the vines just fade yeah. away. Yeah. So same, same mechanic, different coat of paint. Except this time they put the vines on top of spikes. Oh, yeah. So they actually figured out that, wait a minute, maybe we can use this whole destructible platform thing to our benefit. Yeah, that was good so if anything, there. So if anything, this was a better conveyance than in the Viper stage. Yeah. So I would say Pharmalab greater than Viper stage. Agreed. Uh, but then we end up at an actual mini boss. Yeah, we usually don't see those in, in these stage. Yeah. No. Um, and it's, it's different than a giant robot. Uh, it's a giant flower. <laughs> Yay! Flowers! <laughs> giant flower. <laughs> Happy like Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this near Valentine's Day, which would be very confusing, we're very far away from Valentine's <laughs> Day currently, but you do you. Listen to it in any time or place you want. On the toilet during yeah. Valentine's Day, As, maybe you know, on the toilet during Valentine's Day, eating chocolate on know. the toilet during Valentine's Day, having sex on the toilet during Valentine's Day. You know, you do you. <laughs> We're not here to judge. All right. I'm not here to judge. Maybe yeah. Joey's judging a little. No, I'm just learning. 
we're not very worldly. <laughs> so let's talk about this giant flower. Okay. So again, it makes very big use of the destructible platforms here. Uh, not really as like a danger to you, more of an inconvenience. Yeah. Cause you just, you need to climb all the way back up. It just like prevents you from using your like charge thing. Yeah, that's about it. Um, so it's really just like, hey, if you neglect to pay attention to where you're using your flash field, your platform's gone, then you fall to the bottom and you have to climb all the way back up, and then you have to shoot him again, and then you may as well just be like, ah, screw it, I'm just using one of my superpower moves to take it down. <laughs> yeah. Or was that just me? <laughs> it it seems like something I would do as well. <laughs> be like, no, no, we're moving on now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh-huh pretty monotonous fight anyway yeah it's uh it's more of an inconvenience really like they sometimes will shoot bees at you but again your flash field acts as a giant barrier so as long as you have the barrier up they can't hit you yeah yeah uh but moving on past this point they have a lot more uh flies i guess it's those flies I don't know, but they're a, wh- a swarm of black dots, so yeah. I assume they're flies. Yeah, it makes sense. I thought it was like smog, um, but flies makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, we are in like a the garden pharma lab with all these weird insects and plants, yeah. so bugs make sense. Yeah. Either way, uh, the platforming here is pretty straightforward. It's all about speed, but the real challenge here is the horde of flies that chases you down. Yeah. Um, the thing is... Uh, again, it's not really a challenge or a real problem for you. Because again, if you just if they get too close, you just, you just activate your flash shield. Yeah, and then they can't touch you. Yeah, it's more of like an oh no, and then you wait. Like oh wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a weak midget trying to bring you down. <laughs> I was thinking of that scene from Aladdin where Abu comes up to the guards with the sword. And they're all like, <gasps> but then the bad guy's like, you fools, we all have swords. And then he's like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Brings back memories. Yeah. Don't go see that movie because it just tells Disney that all you want is remakes. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk a little bit about the boss now. I feel like we've kind of covered everything we can. Yeah, I think we're there. So Stratos, the gluttonous fly. Yeah. Um, dude's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Red eyes. Yeah, he also talks about wanting to eat us. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, wanting you in my belly thing. It was more funny when Austin Powers did it and Gold <laughs> member, but... Get in my was- belly. Exactly. This guy's not talking about baby back ribs. This guy's talking about just destroying you. You. He wants to eat you. Uh, but the fight itself is kind of like the other fights that we've seen. Yeah. Um, he he uses his pack uses his Pac Man shoulder guards to eat you. Yeah. Um, he'll try and ram you. You know, as you do. Um, I'm sorry. He tries to moose you. Moose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll lay down some fly traps, I guess, um, at certain points that just kind of spew out yeah. small enemies. But again, you know, yeah, Standard. flash shield management. Yeah, you're fine. 
Uh, the real big thing I wanted to talk about this fight is his phase three attack. The Nemesis Fang. Uh, the Did only reason I want to call name? it out. No, nah, I was actually able to read it quickly enough. Oh, nice. Um, so the only reason I want to call it out is because it's the only move that I've seen that even if you have full health, will kill you instantly. Right. So if you let his Pac-Man hands get too large and it, they come to crush you, yeah. you can't dodge out of the way. There's you're nothing dead. to do. You yeah. just, you're dead. So that is probably the most effective phase three attack I've seen. I know. You just, you have to like not get to that point. That's the only way. Exactly. So you either kill him quickly while he's charging up that attack, or there is a way to dismantle the hands while they're charging up. So if you figure that out quickly enough, you'll be fine. But it's just a matter of probably the first time you see this, you're going to be freaking out and you'll probably die to this once. Yeah, for sure. But I wanted to call it out because uh, it's one of the only ones I've seen that kills you in one hit, no matter how much health you have. Yeah. I like that. It's cool. I feel like uh, there's not a lot of attacks like that from bosses. Mm -mm. Not at all. There's a lot of them that do a lot of damage. Yeah. Or cover a large portion of the screen, but none of them that outright just kill you no matter how much health you have. Right. But I think that's all we got for the stage itself, so I think that leads us nicely into the next Internet Backstory. Internet Backstory. And if I may uh, give you a brief glimpse of how creepy Stratos is, well, you say his quote here at the top, <clears throat> and I'll try and use my creepiest voice. Dinner is not supposed to talk! <laughs> that was creepy. Thank you. I tried to give it my give it my all there. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Stratos. Stratos is an adept being held prisoner by Sumeragi. Two in a row. Known <laughs> as the fly. Allows him to transform his flesh into insect-shaped particles that can break down matter and incorporate it into his own body. Oy. However, repeated experimentation has caused his septile power to grow out of control to the point where his glaive alone cannot contain the powers. The only thing keeping him in control right now is a special drug called S-E-E-D, which is an extraction from an experimental and highly dangerous plant, uh, which we destroy halfway into the level. Um, before being <laughs> captured by Sumeragi, Strauss was a handsome, popular young man. Now, not a single trace of the man he once was remains. Oh. Um, oh, well... <laughs> Um, let's see here. What does the designer have to say? Uh, this game depends on a very important factor. Teen mindset. So the bandages that Stratos is... <laughs> All right? He put it in quotes, too. Uh, so the ba- so the bandages that Stratos is wrapping around his arms surely aren't effective items. I think that anyone has... I think that anyone who has had a period in their life in which they feel that meaninglessly wrapping bandages around their arms makes them feel cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I had such a period myself. Yes, teenagehood. The, no, 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 that was the part of the quote. Oh my god. <laughs> the post-transformation form uses a gluttony fly as the motif. 
and also has the image of a skull with a titan crown. Stratos' slim and narrow body inside of the huge mouth represents the hunger that is never satisfied, no matter how much he eats. <laughs> yeah, so that is simultaneously hilarious and terrifying. We'll call it terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> quite, quite interesting. Indeed, but that's all I got for Stratos's internet backstory. Internet backstory. All right. Okay, and now we're gonna end it. No, we're not. We're going into the hostage quickly because we can't not do it. It just forces you to do it. We're quickly talking about it. Here we go. What's happening? Jewel has been kidnapped by Merrick, but Merrick was dead. He's back. Merrick has come. He's come back from the dead, and you have to dodge his lasers. But at the same time, he's like, "Lol, I don't have time to fight you." And then sends another fucking tank <laughs> to fight you. Come uh, on, yeah. They could have at least made this a bit more interesting. They started off with such a cool thing, and it's like, oh, he's back from the dead. Oh, you're gonna have to fight him again. And he's like, nah, lol, fight a tank. Yeah, for like two <laughs> seconds. And it's the same fucking tank as we fought in the beginning. Yeah, they could. The have only just... difference is that it's pink and then it jumps. <laughs> they could have just put this as part of like the the story. We didn't have to actually. Press the buttons, you know? <laughs> right. It may as well have just like, yeah, can you just move this along? We don't have to actually play yeah. this part. Uh, it takes nothing to do this fight down. But then afterwards, kindly enough, the main villain seems to explain the whole plot to our hero, which I right. don't know why they do that, but okay. Um, so apparently they want to kidnap Jewel to mind control every adept in the world. Yeah, with the song. Yeah, I thought we knew that from the beginning. I'll correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember. Either way, that was Hostage. Yeah. That Yep, that was it. That's the entire stage. Yeah, not really a stage. If I looked at the timer correctly on how long it took me to finish it, it was about 30 seconds. Sounds about right. <laughs> so I think that's all the time we have for this one. So again, thank you all for listening. Um, if you want to reach out to us, I know we haven't said it in a while, but it's theextreme at gmail.com. That's I-T-S-T-H-E-X-S-T-R-E-A-M at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out. Send us your hand, your hand mail, your face mail, your, your dude mail, your every mail. No, no, none of that mail though. Female mail. Nope. Nope. We don't no. want P-mail. No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> email. Just normal email. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since, um, we give them our email address. Yeah. And if y'all are if y'all are craving more of our social media stuff, uh, too bad, because we stopped <laughs> doing that. <laughs> but if you are interested in us doing that again, just send us an email. Let yeah, us know. Go. Like, hey, we love that stuff. I, that made my life happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, thank you all for listening so much. Um, Joey, we got to keep moving on here. Um, All right. I still don't know where Adam is. I feel like he's going to like pop out at any moment and try and spook us. Ah! Wait, no, that was just a bug. Oh, wait, that was, that was just a... Oh, my God! No, that was just uh, Paul. Paul, quit it! 